Thank you for listening to today's message. Avenue Church is a Christian church located in Las Vegas. For more information, visit avenuechurch.cc. Enjoy the message. 90s based here, 90s, I can't remember, 90s theme series called Remix. And so we're having a lot of fun with this. And how many know out of the 85, our team has grown to so much more and a phenomenal team. We have people join to our team every single month through Growth Track. So today's Growth Track Step 2. So make sure you join us in Growth Track Step 2 today. But let me highlight some photos of our team. And so I want you to give it up for Lorenzo real quick. How many know Lorenzo? Right? He did our five and five in December. He's, uh, he's over our entire production in the back. Give it up for our production team. I love this. Okay, hold up. We're on cue, right? We're on cue. Here, hold up. Now, Lorenzo, <laughs> he's, a, he's a stunning young man and, and uh, just an amazing guy. He sent me his 90s photo, and uh, I lost it, all right? I lost it. So go ahead. Lorenzo, what you look like in the 90s? <laughs> You're like, oh, cute baby. <laughs> I love it. Uh, he ate his twin. Anyways, um, then we have Mendoza. How many know Chris Mendoza? Right? Chris Mendoza. He serves on our crew uh, in the mornings. I want some 90s photos. He uh, served on the crew uh, every single uh, Sunday morning. Chris is amazing. He's wonderful. And, and here's the problem. Here's what I love about the series. Uh, your spouses are slipping me photos, all right? They're like, don't tell nobody, but here's my husband's photo from the 90s. I'm like... I'm going to get cut, right? You know, it's going to be awesome. And so here's Chris in the 90s. He's smiling right there, too. That's a smile. He's smiling right there, right? I love it, too. I like the photo bomber. Hey, right? That's a thug life right there. How about the next one? We have La- Lakeisha. How many know Lakeisha and Miguel, uh, the family, Noah, Darlene? And so here's Lakeisha. She sent me her 90s photo. Check it out. How many that brings you back, ladies, right? How many that brings you back? I love the poof poof. I don't know what that was. You can hide things in there, right? Get in there, mate. Yeah, put that back in the poof poof. I love the poof poof. How many shoulder pads in the 90s? Remember the shoulder pads? Ladies are like, I got to play a game today. It's at Macy's, right? Get out football pads built in your things. I'm so pretty. I'm so pretty. <laughs> I didn't say that last service, not in my notes. So I like the vibe in here, all right? And so how about Miguel, her husband, Miguel? I love this. Miguel, is a, he's, a, he's awesome. He's incredible. This is him getting water baptized right here at Avenue Church. Incredible guy. And uh, he's like seven feet five, you know, like he's ginormous. I love him. And uh, here's his 90s photo. Oh, yeah. Man, where did my boys at? Huh? WWF, WCW, right? Before NWO, you know, like, like, remember, <laughs> remember this? <laughs> I want to see you in the ring Friday night. I'm gonna call you up. I want to see you at church Sunday morning, brother. <laughs> it just gets worse, huh? I think. <laughs> I think we need a third service, right? Let's just keep coming. I get crazy. 
And so I love, w, I, I, we all watched it as children, right, in the 90s. You watch it and they beat each other up. Like, what are you doing? Try to new move, mommy. And so watch this commercial real quick. I love this. Watch this commercial. This is for the boys in the room. Please see what those boys are up to. Introducing WWF Wrestling Buddy. Wrestling Buddy. How many remember Wrestling Buddies? Oh, huh? Victor had one. How many remember Wrestling Buddy? All right, turn that off. Now, here's for the ladies, all right? I'm very sure if you had a wrestling buddy growing up, right? Be proud, be proud. <laughs> all right, ladies, the first woman to yell it out, I want to hear you yell out, what product this 90s commercial selling? You ready? Go ahead. What product? If you're getting bored with your hair, you should try Top Detail, the incredible hair fashion show nope. that creates exciting new hairstyles oh, in seconds. It's so easy. If you can make a ponytail, I remember. Detail. Simply place the Top Detail. Top Right, remember Topsy? And pull for a beautiful new. Oh my god, it's the biggest thing. All right, shut up. So, those are some great 90s commercials. And, and let me tell you this the 90s were hard. The 90s were hard, they were difficult. What we would do is we would watch a movie and we had to be kind. Rewind. Will you put that up real quick? Be kind. Rewind. How many remember that right now? All right. We got a millennial on the back. She don't know what that is, right? I'm messing with that. Be kind. Rewind. You have to take back your VHS. How many remember the Titanic? Titanic. Raise your hand. Titanic? Titanic? Right? How many remember the scene right here? Right? How many remember the scene right here? Anyone remember? How touching it was, right? Jack. 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 Jack's like, I got you, babe. How many of this? Raise your hand if there was plenty of room on that door. Put that next slide up. Put that next slide up. Plenty of room. Here's what happened. Rose was like, oh, you're poor. We're almost home. Bye, Jack. Bye. Jack's like, I'm sorry. Right? So last week, we talked about smelly markers. How many remember smelly markers? The 90s, right? The smelly markers, you pop them up, they smell like red, smells like cherry. You're like, this is amazing. Like we were learning to sniff at a young age. I love these, right? Teacher's like, Jerry, what grape? <laughs> and so somebody bought me these this week. I love it. Set the crayons. I love it. So thank you so much. <laughs> Picked my son up at school. She's like, I got a present for you. I was like, oh, no. Set the markers. So 90s were fun. They were, but also they were difficult. We had to rewind our VHSs. How many remember, put up the Titanic one. How many remember part, two-part VHSs? How many remember that? Right? You would watch half of it and then go put in the next VCA, VHS and you're like, who's doing it, right? We can do what happened to Jack. <laughs> Uh, my wife still has that, by the way. Raise your hand if you have VHSs, right? They're worth money someday. They're worth money. <laughs> but also, as a 90s kid, in order to go to a movie, we didn't have Netflix or go on the internet or Fandango. We had this, right? Had to go to the newspaper and to find movie time. <laughs> Which movie am I going to go to, right? Are you doing your homework? We're studying the newspaper. We got this. How many remember your mom was Tupperware? Go to the next slide. How many remember your mom was Tupperware? <laughs> Right? People are like, yes. If you're a first-time guest, you're like, I'm home. <laughs> I'm home. How many still have it? Right? I still got it. Right? <laughs> uh, but the lid's missing. Right? Where's the lid? 
That's your mama's Tupperware right there. That's straight up 90s right there. But also, there's a lot of great 90s songs, right? Shout to the Lord, right? Ah, la, Margarita, right? You got that, right? But we can't do that. We're in church, all right? So my worship team's going to come on out here. They're going to help me out because your pastor cannot sing, but someday I'll be healed of that. And they're going to sing a real quick 90s song. So if you love it, you feel free to stand up and chime in and sing with them. But here's a 90s song real quick. You are my fire, the one desire. Oh, my goodness. How many brought that up? I've seen people, you never worshiped before, but this song, you were like, Jesus. Right? <laughs> no. All right. How many like the Backstreet Boys? Enjoy Backstreet Boys? How about this one? Finish this one for me. If you're not a fan of the Backstreet Boys, you're a fan of somebody else. Ready? Baby. There we go. We kind of got that. Let me try one more time. Ready? Baby. Oh, my man's my boy right there, huh? Bye, bye, bye. And some of us in our re dating relationships, we need to see baby. Bye, bye, bye. Just kidding. So we're in a remix series. And here's the definition of remix. If you're a first-time guest, you're like, where in the world am I right now? But a remix, by definition, is a variant of the original recording as of a song made by rearranging or adding to the original. By rearranging or adding to the original, it's not I'm getting rid of the original, I'm swapping out for a new original. Remix means I'm going to remix the original. I'm going to change me in order for us to have healthy relationships, a healthy dating relationship, healthy marriage. We cannot remix our marriage, remix our spouse. Some of you are sitting there going, don't keep your elbows in. <laughs> keep your elbows in, right? Remix my spouse right here, Pastor. Touch her, Jesus, right? That's not the case. That's not the solution. But the solution is is God remix me because you are only as healthy your relationships are only as healthy as you are and that's what we want to ask God to do during this entire series we're going to talk about finding the one or falling in love and we're going to be talking about all those things but also we're going to be talking about sex love and marriage and everything in between that every service is catered to married, singles, dating, every, every aspect in, in your life, that everybody's sitting in this room. But here's a disclaimer, that we are going to talk about sex. We are going to talk about physical things. And so if you've got little ones in this room, I encourage you, send them over to Avenue, Church, uh, Avenue Kids. I can tell you, our first two fifth, they are exploding. They, we had to extend the room. Uh, they're just amazing. And so can we give up for Avenue Kids team? They have an amazing team. But I also want you to know, if you're a teenager in this place, 
stay. Take notes. Get off Facebook. Listen, you don't have to Instagram or Snapchat down here. You get it right up here, all right? And you can follow me, Jeremy Bosma, B-O-S-M-A. And you, you know, if you're a young adult, you should be here every single week. If you're married, bring them in. If you're, if you're separated, come in every single week. We have five more weeks of a remix series. I believe God's going to do extraordinary things. I believe God's going to bring hope and healing to your marriage, hope and healing to your dating relationships, hope and healing. Whether you're a widow, maybe you're divorced, I'm still believing for God to bring peace and hope into your life. Can I get an amen? But we want to ask God to remix us. Here's our series scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says this. Therefore, if anyone's in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone and the new is here. That's what a remix looks like. God, I'm still Jeremy. I still, I, I am who I am. But guess what? Because I am in Christ, I'm now a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. God, thank you for remixing me. Because I'm in a remix season in my life. And so I'm, I'm, I'm excited that this series is not designed to help couples remix their relationships or to help you to find the one. This series is to help you build a better you so that you will be equipped for better relationships. And that's what we're all about for these next couple weeks. Because the healthier we are, the healthier relationships are. Here's what I love. Styles are coming in and out, right? This was a style back in the day. Styles are coming back. And although we grew out of the 90s or 80s or 70s or 60s, though we grew out of that, we never grew out of our relationship style. That many of us, we've changed in all areas or many areas except for our relationships. Check out this, uh, this love letter by a little guy. And I love this first love letter. It says, Sean, I am breaking. I like that. I'm breaking up with you. You have not talked to me since the day you asked me out. That was three months ago. <laughs> How many know there's a communication issue right there, right? That was three months ago. You need to get it together. I like get. You need to get it together. You need to get it together or you'll never get married and that would be sad. <laughs> Now, you know Rachel wrote this, a nice young lady, because after she wrote those harsh words, she had to change her heart, right? Like, I'm being so hard, right? And so she put this, you should get married, just not to me. Come on, Rachel. She's like, bye. Bye, Sean. Here's the next one. I like this next one. This is a hard one to read, all right? Dear Wendy, I know this is weird, but I like you so much. <laughs> I didn't want to tell you because you'll hit me in the middle just like you hit me last time. <laughs> I mean, you're like having flashbacks right now. You're like, all right. <laughs> so it says, just like you hit me last time, I got you something for you. I hope you like it. If you had liked me, I'll take care, care, care of you. I like this guy, right? Baby, I'll take care, care, care of you. I got you, girl. I love this. If you have a boyfriend, then that's fine. I'll work with that, right? <laughs> if you have a boyfriend, then that is fine. I will not be sad, but I will buy you whatever you want. Even a pair of shoes, too. Even a hundred pairs of shoes, too. Happy Valentine's Day. He's like, got a boyfriend? That's fine. I'll buy you whatever you want. Come on, somebody. How many know some things never change? 
some things. Never done. This next one is not a love letter, but it's to her mom. Ready? I love this one. Dear mom, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being my mom. If I had a different mom, I would punch her in the face and go find you. <laughs> <laughs> Punch her in the face and find you. Some of you are like, that just happened in my dating relationship, right? <laughs> Punch her in the face and I found you, right? Oh my gosh. Here's what the Bible says. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. When I was a child, I talked like a child. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, when I became a woman, hold up, right? When I became a man or woman, I put the ways of childhood behind me. But the problem is we've done that in many areas in our life except for our relationships. You may look older, you may be older, you may have a career, you may have a job, but we're still reasoning like children. We're still talking like children. In order, and this is a study, there's a study that was done a few years ago. And this study said that in order for kids to be emotionally adjusted adults, need, they need this in their home. It was, uh, this was statistically proven. They did a study because uh, there's a study of a study of a study, right? And so here's the study. That in order to become an emotionally adjusted adult, kids need acceptance, approval, appreciation, respect, comfort, security, support, attention, affection, and encouragement. And how many in this room are like, I got none of those things, right? <laughs> Growing up. Maybe you're like, I'm messing my kids up as we speak. What is going on? But that's what we need to be emotionally adjusted. Many of us did not get that growing up. Therefore, we're not emotionally adjusted to a relationship. And the problem that happens is when we find someone, we demand them to give us what we don't have. I demand you to give me acceptance. I demand you to give me approval. I demand you to give me respect and comfort. And those are good things to demand. But I'm here to tell you that when we find someone and we demand that, they'll never be able to fulfill that. Only Jesus. Jesus Christ can in his word. And so listen to me. What we expect in the beginning. Okay, this is fine. There's a lot of red flags. We talked about focalism last week. I'm going to ignore all the red flags. I just, I'm in love. I'm going to be with this person. And what you begin to fantasize in the beginning, what you expect in the beginning will get frustrated over time because they can't give you what Jesus wants. What you idolize in the beginning, you'll demonize over time. I really want this. I hope to have this. The one, the perfect one. You get married and it's not happening. Maybe there's evidence of that because we're dating. Come on, somebody. Little hole with the car door open for you. Now it's like, open your own door. Come on, somebody. <laughs> what we idolize in the beginning, we're going to demonize over time. You're not bringing me what I need. You're not fulfilling my needs. You're not bringing me what I need. If I can't find my identity in Christ, I'm going to find my identity in you. And if I can't get my identity in you, I'm going to find somebody else who will. I'm going to get mad and upset. And that doesn't happen. Listen to me. This is the reason why this all happens. Because communication is really all about identity. Communication is really all about identity. That if you grew up, maybe you only identify with unhealthy relationships. How many know? My family, we put the fun in dysfunctional. Come on, somebody. But if the only thing you know, if you only identify with unhealthy relationships, therefore you will only communicate in an unhealthy way. 
And I'm believing for God to remix your life, remix that upbringing. Say, God, I thank you. You're healing my past because my yesterday, my tomorrow, excuse me, my tomorrow is going to be godly. It's going to be better. It's going to be healthy in the name of Jesus. Let me show you a chart. The chart says you and then parent. And that parent there represents maybe your childhood, maybe your upbringing. Maybe your mom calls you on the phone and you go... Yeah, red button. Not right now. You know, like, thank God for the iPhone to have that text feature. Can't talk right now, right? Can't talk ever, right? You know, I don't know what the droid does, right? Droid, and it just dies, you know? <laughs> and so maybe it's you and your, your parent. Maybe there's a childhood issue there. Maybe there's not reconciliation there. Maybe there's not forgiveness there. And what happens is we grow out of the home and we leave the home. And maybe it's always kind of strange or weird or there's a type of friction. What happens is we get into a dating relationship or we get in with another spouse. I want you to put the next chart up. Here's what happens. Here's the reason why we have communication issues. It's because we're blaming our spouse for a different, deep, deeper issue. Some of you just walked at this and said, oh my goodness, right? Because we blame the one, the right one, our spouse, our boyfriend, our girlfriend, whoever's in our life. We begin to blame them for something deeper. Maybe it's not parent, maybe it's an addiction. Maybe there's an addiction in your life and you're emotionally unavailable. Maybe there's an addiction in your life that you're saying, that's my identity. That's where I get my hope from. And your spouse is getting blamed for everything. I want to encourage you that if you have drama in your dating relationship now, as your pastor, I want to share with you that it's only going to get worse in marriage. Break up. Let me help you break up. Like, I need to date Jesus for a while. That works every time. That's hard to argue, right? It's not you. It's me. I need to see Jesus and other church people, right? Because <laughs> your marriage, listen to me, marriage doesn't fix. It magnifies. Can I get an amen? amen? Marriage doesn't fix, but it magnifies. So here's the deal is, what does it take to fall in love? A pulse. Anyone can fall in love. I love you. I love cake. Come on, somebody, right? Anybody can fall in love. It takes a pulse. But how do we stay in love? It takes a plan. It takes a plan. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says this, and this is where we bring an identity with God's plan for our life. For we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ. He remixed us. He changed us. He transformed us because we are his masterpiece. Therefore, we can do good things that he planned for us long ago. God, what is your plan for my life? But the end of my message, if you hold on, I'll give you a foolproof test to know that the one you're with is the one. The one you married is the right one. We said this last week. If you go into a relationship thinking with a one mentality, and you say, I found the one. I found the one. With six billion people in this world, I found the one. The problem is you carry that into your marriage relationship. You're five, you're ten. When it gets tough, you go, maybe I picked the wrong one. Maybe it's that one. <laughs> right? I want that one, right? <laughs> Marriage doesn't fix, it magnifies. And so here's what many of us do. And uh, I love cake, all right? Many of us will get a cookbook and we'll go, you know what? Man, I'm really seeking God's will for my life. And uh, I like cake, right? I like cake. Raise your hand if you like cake, all right? It's okay, safe place to be. If you're not raising your hand, you're a liar. And that's okay. Here's what many of us do. 
We'll find a picture and we'll say, you know what? I want this cake. This cake's beautiful. It's got the hearts and the things on there. This is a wonderful looking cake. And I'll say, yeah, but in order to get that, you just got to get the ingredients and you got to follow the instructions. There's a process to this cake. But what we do is we go, no, 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 no. I don't want to do all that. That's hard. I want this. Will you give me this? Will you make me this? Can I go to the store and just buy this? I want this. You, give me, give me this. Are you cake? Right? And the problem is we do that in our dating relationships. We go, I'm looking for the perfect one. And we're saying, here's a process to get to the one. And you're saying, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. I want to get the one right away. I want to find it. I want to, I want to buy it. I just want to get it right away. And God's saying, listen to me, instead of looking for the one, why don't you follow the process and be the one the one is looking for? So many of us, we do this. The picture-perfect couple, that couple on TV, come on, Zach and Kelly, can I get an amen? Yeah. You say, God, this is what I want. God's saying, listen to me, there's a process to get to this. My son and I, my wife, we're watching a show on Netflix called Nailed It. How many see Nailed It? And I love this. They, what they do is they give people ingredients, and they do not give them instructions. So this is what it looks like. How many know this is what it's supposed to look like, and that's what they get, right? Nailed it. And some of you guys are like, that's my ex-girlfriend. I don't know what you're talking about, all right? She's back there. But the problem is, we want that in a relationship, but if we don't follow the process, that is what we get. Turn to the next slide. I love this next one. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, nailed it. I don't know what that is. But so many times, we want a shortcut to skip the process to fight ultimate love. And God's saying, if you follow the instructions, if you follow the process, you will begin to find health. And so here's the process today. Many of us will come to, we'll come to a, a, a place or we'll meet somebody and we'll say, you know what? Oh, my goodness. I found somebody. It just, it just feels so good. It's just, I, I just love the way that person makes me feel. How many know that? This is a physical block. And so, you know why? It just felt right. We had a good evening, and, and so we got together. And so in that physical, it was just, it was amazing. It felt so good. Therefore, you know what? We've been together for a little bit. I think I'm in love. I think I'm in love. It feels so good. It feels just, it just feels right. How many know love is not a feeling, love's an action. But we're saying, man, it just feels, it feels so good. And so, boom, that's my, that's my relationship right there. It's incredible. It's amazing. But the problem is with the emotional stage is that you're an emotional, you're, you are emotional about a person you don't even know. For emotional about stuff, I'm so in love. What's his last name? I just, I love, I love that guy. He's the one. Why is he the one for your life? Because he loves me in Cheetos. You know what I mean? Like, and so many times we get an emotional stage. We give ourselves physically to somebody and, and then we're emotional. We say, you know what? I'm in love with that person. I'm going to look at their picture every night. They're going to be on my iPhone wallpaper screen. And then you say, you know what? Now I'm going to, I grabbed the wrong one. Now I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to socialize. I'm going to get out there. I'm going to uh, introduce him or introduce her to my friends and family. We've been physical and emotional, we're in love, but now we're going to say, you know what, meet, I met somebody. Like, you're like, did you just meet somebody? Or <laughs> I met somebody. What do you think about him? Have you ever asked for someone, 
Have you, has anyone ever asked for approval after they made the decision? Yeah. When you think about him, well, you've kind of done a lot already, you know? Like, he's nice, you know? Like, where's, does he have a job? He's in between jobs and he lives in his mother's basement. I think he's the one. <laughs> I think she's okay. <laughs> has she had boyfriends before? Like six this year. I think she'll work out for you. <laughs> And here's the problem with that. When we do it out of order and you get divorced, you get divorced a year later, you break up months later, people then, then begin to say, you know what? I knew it wasn't going to last. I knew it wasn't right. And you're saying, where were you then? Where were you then? But you know what happens is after we do that, we get through the social stage. Then we begin to get interpersonal. You know what interpersonal is? We've all been through this. Interpersonal is you go, oh, my gosh. What does that mean? You begin to know who they really are. My wife is crazy. <laughs> he does what? Men are gross. Why do we? What, do you, <laughs> raise your hand. Toothpaste from the bottom or toothpaste from the top, right? How many I'm talking about? Why are we peeling toothpaste there? But this means I'm not just getting to know that person. I didn't know anything about them until this stage. I begin to realize we have nothing in common. I begin to realize I don't know how we're going to do life together. Then after that, we say, you know what, uh, uh, maybe marriage can fix it. I don't think marriage is going to magnify it. And so, you know what marriage is going to do? Marriage is just going to make it all the much better. So what we do is we do a ceremony. Here's a ceremony. Come on, somebody. Jesus fixed that. And better or for worse, richer or for right? But here's the problem about this. And this, and this is my prayer. My prayer is you never feel this way at Avenue Church. But when you begin to go out of order, what happens is then you begin to feel the burden of spirituality. You begin to feel guilt and condemnation. And how many know those that are in Christ, we're not, we don't have a, God doesn't have a spirit of condemnation. We feel the burden. Many of us, what, what really began to feel, what, be, what started to feel amazing, now begins to feel terrible because we're out of order. And so here's my encouragement for many of us today. We say, you know what? If you're in a dating relationship, break it off. Get rid of it. If you're in a marriage relationship, don't divorce. Don't divorce. Divorce doesn't fix things unless there's abuse. If there's, if there's a form of abuse or a form of physical abuse, you need to call the police. Call, call Popo, all right? Call somebody. Call Peacock. <laughs> call your friends from East LA. Call somebody. <laughs> I was going to say Pookie. Call Pookie. But here's what I want you to do. Maybe you're in a terrible marriage. Maybe you're in a dating relationship and you're saying, you know what, I still want to give it a try. What we're going to do is we're going to put pause on that. We're just going to time out. Somebody last year, they said, you know what, it's five-week series. We're going to pause on everything and we're just going to attend every single week. Somebody came last year for the very first time, uh, brought, <laughs> brought his girlfriend to our very first remix series last year, and this year they got married. Come on, somebody. Woo. How many want that anointing? Grab it. Ah. But here's what we're going to do. We're going to start over. We're going to just hit pause and say, you know what, Jesus, right now, you know what, husband or wife, 
boyfriend, girlfriend, single self. Here's what we're going to do. Many of you are, you've been in a single uh, relationship. Maybe uh, you've been after a relationship after relationship, and it's just been hard. It's been difficult. It's been nasty breakup after nasty breakup. God doesn't want that for your life. But here's the problem with that is sometimes we're too self-absorbed. The only person that fits in our life is just us, not even God. My relationship's all about me. You bring me my wants. You bring me my needs. You're like Rose on that door. Bye, Jack. I love you. Right? <laughs> but here's what I love about this block. This block is a spiritual block, meaning there's plenty of room for others in your life. Healthy relationships. Healthy relationships. Say, help me to be a good person again. Hey, remix my life again. Then once you get through getting God back in your life, attending church, getting into a group, then you begin to do social. Then you begin to do social. There was this, a gentleman he dated. He always had a girlfriend. And one of his best friends said, why don't you stop dating for a while and just be social? I mean, this is get into a group. Get yourself around people who are healthy. I, there's an old saying, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Show me your friend's marriage, and I'll show you your future marriage. It's whatever you surround yourself with, you become. And so in this social stage, you're saying, you know what? This is hard work. I'm not looking for perfection. I'm just looking for a step. I'm just looking for a staff. Now we're going to get into a social stage. We say, I'm going to serve Avenue Church. I'm going to get into a group at Avenue Church. I'm going to leave here today, and probably one of the most spiritual things you can do is go have lunch with somebody here at this church. Talk about the things of God. Talk about the series. To say, you know what? Right here, I might have to purge. I might have to mafia some people out of my life. Thank God for Facebook unfollow. We're still friends, but I can't see nothing about you. Come on. There's a social stage. Get into a group. Then maybe you begin to find somebody. And when you begin to find somebody in your dating relationship, courting, in your marriage, then you begin to realize what they want. What are, what's God's plan for their life? What's God going to do in their life? Is it going to match up? Is it going to complement? Is God going to do something? What is your hearts and your desires and your dream? How can I, what can I do to fulfill that in the name of Jesus? Then you begin to know who they are. Then you begin to have a relationship with them. Then you get to know the goofy stuff. Then you get to know their family or Packer fans, but she chooses to be a Bears fan because she is faithful in Jesus' name. You get to find things out for better or for worse, for richer or for a little bit rich, right? And then, then you fall in love. Then you fall in love. And so many times, listen to me, I'm getting tired of this. So many times we think, and God doesn't want this for our life. You know, our God is an emotional God. Our God has taught us to love. Our God created sex. God said, sex, I created, but the world perverted it. The world's given it away like it's free candy. And God's saying, it is a gift for you in Jesus' name. But if we do it in this order, it is healthy. It is right. It is good. I believe for God to do a work in your marriage, in your relationship, in your life. I might need a new triangle next week because I'm beating this thing up. <laughs> but if we do it the right way, if we do it God's way, I believe he's going to begin to heal us. He's going to begin to do a new work in our life. It becomes a beautiful thing. This is the way God intended it to be. Then kissy face. Then we get married. Then we begin to make a difference together. So I'm going to close today. Worship team coming up. I'm going long today. Come on, it's my birthday, all right? 
So here's the story as I close. Russell Connell. Russell Connell, he was in the 1800s. And he tells the story of a, of a farmer. He owned land, he owned the house, he owned some acres of field. He had a wife and he had kids. And every day he'd go out and work the fields. And one day a priest came into the house and he began to tell him a story. He's like, you just won't believe. I've traveled and I've been to a lot of different places. And, and there's this new phenomenon where people are finding diamonds. They're finding diamonds in the mountains. They're finding diamonds in streams and all throughout Africa and Europe. And, and it's, in, it's incredible. People are getting rich finding these diamonds. It's incredible. And so the farmer, he thought about it, thought about it. He said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to find some diamonds. And so he sold his farm and he told his wife and his kids, he kissed them. And he said, guys, listen, I'm going to go away for a while, 1800s. I'm going to find some diamonds. When I find those diamonds, I'm going to come back and everything's going to be better. We're going to be rich beyond our wildest imaginations. I'm going to find some diamonds. I'll take care of you. It's going to be amazing. So he sold his farm, kissed his wife and his kids, and he took off alone on a journey. Years and years went by. Kept searching, kept looking. Could never find diamonds. And I wish I could tell you a happy ending. Man, he found a diamond. He, he didn't quit. He persevered. He found it. But the story goes that he was in such despair that there was a roaring uh, river that he jumped in and committed his life. Killed himself. But if you go back to the farm, another gentleman bought the farm. When he bought the farm, he took the same oxen, the same plow, Worked with the same tools in the same fields. And every day he'd go out there and just plow. Just plow. Just work. Day after day. And one day he was getting really tired of these rocks beating the way of the plow. And so he'd stop the oxen and say, stop. And pull these big black rocks out, throw them off to the side. And they were all over the field. And then by the time the day was over, he had just piles and piles of these nasty black rocks. He'd find it in the streams, but he found one in the stream, and he took it out, and he brought it into his house and put it on his mantle. His family's like, why is that ugly black rock on the mantle? He's like, you know what? That just reminds me just how blessed we are. That reminds me of the hard work that's in the field. And one day, that priest, same priest, stopped by. So I want to meet the new owners of this house. Hi, how are you? And as they're talking, all of a sudden, the priest stopped, and he looked at the mantle and said, where'd you get that? Where'd you get that black rock? He said, oh man, it's in the fields. It's everywhere in this place. And the priest said, you don't understand. He goes, that's not a black rock, but inside of that rock is a diamond hidden in the rough. And what they did was they went through all those different rocks and began to realize that that acre of field was really an acre of diamonds. Why do I tell you that story? Because that very first man who thought something was better on the other side he thought, if I leave all this and just throw it all away, I'm going to find something better. How many know the grass is always greener on the other side, but that's because the septic cake's broken. <laughs> and that original man who left his family to go find something better, he sold his farm for $833. That that acre of diamonds became well-known across the entire world. The Queen of England has been said to get only her diamonds from that field. He became the richest man during the 1800s. Why do I tell you that story? Because you're sitting on an acre of diamonds. 
you're in a marriage relationship, it feels like it's hard, it feels like it's dirty, it feels like it's tough, you're not getting anywhere, and God's saying you're sitting on an acre of diamonds. You're sitting on a masterpiece. You're sitting on something so, uh, so special and amazing. Maybe you're in a dating relationship, but God's saying, I have an acre of diamonds for you. Maybe you're divorced and it got ugly and you left and it was just, God's saying, there's an acre of diamonds for you. Because you are my masterpiece. I created you to be new. I got a plan for your life. How many believe today you're sitting on an acre of diamonds. Will you stand with me, please, real quick? I'm going to pray with you today. I want to write, I want to tell you this. True love happens. True love happens not by finding the perfect person, but by seeing the imperfect person perfectly. That's an acre of diamonds right there. You know what your husband did? He's amazing. <laughs> You know what your wife did? She's incredible. She's God's gift to my life. Here's a foolproof way, a foolproof test on whether you're married to the right person. If you're a first-time guest, welcome. I'm so sorry. But here's a foolproof test to know that you married the right person. So marry people. Real quick, raise your hand if you're married. Okay, you missed an opportunity, guys, all right? So when I say, who's married in this place? You got to go, whoop, whoop, right? And so go ahead. Let me try it over. Raise your hand if you're married. See, it don't count. It don't count the second time. Raise your hand if you're single. Raise your hand. Nobody whooped. Last time, that. I'm single. Look around. Just look around real quick. Keep your hand up. Look around. This is what you got to work with. Come on, somebody. Thank you, Lord. Put your hand down. How many? <laughs> I know it's a gray area. How many are dating? We know. <laughs> Raise your hand if it's complicated. Ah, oh, don't do that. Don't do that. Oh, jeez. But here's a foolproof way. Here's a foolproof way to know whether you married the right person or not. So if you're married. This is your test. I want you to go home today. Hopefully bring your spouse with you. <laughs> Pastor said to go. Go home today. Dust out your filing cabinets. Man, you probably have to ask your wife. I need some help finding something. I want you to pull out that piece of paper that says marriage license on it, marriage certificate. I want you to find your name. Where's my name at? I want you to find your name on that marriage certificate, marriage license. Now I want you to check the spouse's name. And if it's the same name as the one you're with, you're doing good, okay? You're doing a good job. But if it's your name and it says spouse's name and it has the same name as the person you're with, then you married the right one. The one that you said, I do, for better or for worse, for richer or for poorer, in sickness and in health, until death do we part, until you kill me, I'm still in this, because you're an acre of diamonds in my life. Let me pray with you today. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for what you're doing in this church. And God, I pray, if you're married in this place, every head bowed, every eye closed, grab a hand to somebody next to you, of your spouse, hopefully, spouse, spouse, spouse. If you're dating this place, if you're single, 
Just hold yourself. I'm kidding. I'm messing. I want you to hold hands and say, God, thank you that there's an acre of diamonds next to me. God, thank you that you're going to remix me. You're going to remix this relationship. You're going to remix my marriage. Father, I thank you that even today you're opening my eyes, Father. God, I pray for every married person in this place. God, begin to heal their marriage. Father, whether it's broken, whether it's tough or difficult, God, I pray you begin to restore. Maybe there's a dating relationship in this place, or maybe you're single. I pray that God gives you peace in your heart begin to realize that who your identity is is only in Christ Jesus. Maybe you're a widow in this place or maybe you're divorced. I want you to know God loves you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. You're not alone. But there's an acre of diamonds in your life. With every head body of eye closed, maybe you're here today and you're saying, Pastor, I'm I'm just tired of being sick and tired. Pastor, I, I, I want to remix myself. Pastor, I want Jesus into my life. I realize a lot of these issues are because I don't know who I am in Christ Jesus. But today I'm ready. I'm ready to take a step. I'm ready to accept Jesus into my life. With every head bowed, if I close, I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you out or call you by name. I'm not going to call you to the front or to the side. But what I want to do is I want you to put a hand up, put it right back down, and say, Pastor, that's me. Will you pray with me? Put a hand up, put it right back down. Yes, put it back down. Yes, yes. Anyone else? Yes, over there. Anyone else? That's amazing. Two-year birthday, and people are giving their lives to Jesus Christ. God, remix me. Remix my relationships. God, begin to do a work in my life. Come on, that's a lot of hands. So let's all pray this prayer together, because we don't pray alone, and we're better together. We're right here, people. Everybody, bow your heads, close your eyes, say, Jesus, I need you. Say, thank you for dying on the cross. Say, thank you for paying for what I did. So today, I receive your forgiveness. Say, be Lord of my life. Be number one with all my heart, the best way I know how. Say, I'm going to live for you. Say, today, remix my life. I give you my life. And so after today, I now know who I am. Say it loud. Say, I'm saved. I'm redeemed. I'm a child of God. Come on, give God a shout. Give a praise. You are new.